This is Husker Online, your authority on Nebraska athletics. In this weekly show, the Husker Online team will give you the latest insight on Husker football, basketball, baseball, and of course, recruiting. Now, here's your host, Husker Online publisher, Sean Callahan. Hello here and welcome again to another edition of the Husker Online show. Sean Callahan, Robin Washett, Nate Klaus as the waiting game continues. It's a little after 12 noon here on Wednesday, so we can at least establish what time we're talking because, you know, there's a fairly good chance, guys, that by week's end, maybe we will know more. And I think that's probably, as we sit here, continues to be the most frustrating thing for all teams involved because here we go into the weekend now. You're going to have Notre Dame on NBC. Florida State and Clemson are going to play their games on ABC. Kansas State's going to play on Fox. The Big Ten, meanwhile, we don't know when they're going to play. We don't have an idea of what's happening. I think it has, though, become, I don't want to say fairly clear, but at least somewhat clear that playing at least Big Ten games in October doesn't seem very realistic right now as far as getting enough votes or support to get a revote to get the necessary nine votes. I think there's been enough thought on that, but we'll see. I mean, what, what the, the conference uh, says here going into Friday. Well, I think a week ago we all agreed that if they were going to try to have any chance at playing October 10th, as had been uh, quote-unquote reported, they were going to have to make a decision by this week at the absolute very latest. And here we are, uh, you know, halfway through the week and no news of anything. Uh, it seems like, you know, even if they did get that vote, they'd be kind of counterproductive that they'd be leaving themselves with such a short window to get their teams ready where I'm sure Nebraska's of the conference would be okay. They'd be able to get in line, but you know, you're probably asking a lot of other conferences or schools and programs that aren't doing anything right now to try and jump right into it, hit the ground running and get ready to play a game in less than a month. So uh, yeah, I mean, regardless of the vote, I think October 10th has come and gone. Uh, Now it's a matter of, will they be able to get this thing uh, to where the vote is in place to have football back in 2020 at all, particularly uh, maybe that post Thanksgiving window. Yeah. But is that even, I don't know. I, I feel like now that the October 10th window is most likely gone. I, it's almost like I, I don't even I don't even care to, to see football um, or to see the Big Ten play. I mean, I, I hope they do, but at the same time, it's like, okay, well, what benefit is there really? Uh, because you're still going to be the the JV season. You know, you're you're starting your year when everybody else is wrapping up. When when uh, the rest of college football is going to be talking about you know who the front runner for the Heisman is and, and which teams are are positioned to be you know to to make the college football playoff so on and so forth and it's just I don't know it's just going to be very strange I, I'm I'm I guess you could say I'm really disappointed that nothing happened here over the last week uh, to to try and get the October 10th deal off the ground. Well, flipping six votes, I think we all can agree that was never going to be easy unless the medical information that Kevin Warren shared to the Council of Presidents and Chancellors maybe wasn't accurate or maybe has changed um, since that period of time. But to me, guys, there's two things that are interesting here as we head into the end of the week. Number one, the Nebraska lawsuit and the transparency of the documents that might have to be released um, in the courtroom. And then number two, Ohio State. Does anybody truly think Ohio State is just going to sit back and accept this? And you not know, me. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, maybe they will. Um, but I just have this feeling that Ohio State, if they say, let's say Friday, they come out and say, we are going to move forward with a Thanksgiving start. 
Um, that's our goal. That's what we're heading towards. And by the way, Ohio State, sorry, you can't play for a national championship. I mean, does anybody think that the that Ohio State's it's going to willingly accept that? I, I don't. I, I really think they can make it interesting, um, whether that's scheduling their own games or doing something um, and challenging the authority of Kevin Warren in the Big Ten Conference. And they're the one team that can do it. I mean, Nebraska obviously is willing to do something like that, but uh, they just – the the influence right now is just not the same as it would be if Ohio State did. Ohio State is the biggest domino in the conference. And if they were to pull a move like that, that disrupts absolutely everything the Big Ten wants to do as a conference. So, I mean, they're they're the ones to watch. They hold the power. And if they decide to challenge that authority and go off and do something on their own, is the Big Ten really going to kick Ohio State out of the league? As Kevin Warren said, was the punishment if you played games without the conference's blessings? Well, I doubt it. If you <laughs> go ahead, see what happens to your conference if you throw well, Ohio State. And Ohio State would have options. They they could either they could go independent. They could if they be they to. could be a, no, a version of Notre Dame, or they could join the ACC in a New York second. Yeah, I mean they could go to any league they wanted, and like I said, they could they they could have their they could own. play in the Pac twelve exactly. They they, they could be an independent in almost every sport with the money they make. But uh, with for their reasonings to really want to push for fall football, obviously uh, competing for championships and postseason accolades and all that is important. But keep in mind, no school is going to suffer from players pulling out uh, in hopes for the NFL draft more than Ohio State. The NFL is not going to move its draft, or sure doesn't seem that way. And so a lot of players, uh, basically Ohio State's entire two deep, is going to have to make a decision if they want to play a meaningless season in the spring or get ready for the NFL. And more often than not, I can tell you what that answer is going to be. Also, playing in the spring is a much higher risk towards influencing your 2021 fall season. So Ohio State, they're not going to lose two falls in a row. So if it comes down to it, uh, I know what decision they're going to want to push for. And like I said, they're the one school that has that clout to really be able to move the needle with the Big Ten. Yeah, they, and they have the most to lose, too. I mean, no question. they're the only team in the conference that's got a legitimate shot at winning a national well, championship. Well, Penn State would argue on that, well, too, I'd say. I mean, they're a top seven team. Well, Ohio State has the best chance. The best chance. The Wisconsin best chance. and Penn State could argue that they could get in the playoff. Yeah. Um, but I, I still think that Ohio State has the most to lose. No here. question. And so, in. And I, that's the one thing that immediately comes to my mind. If there's a Thanksgiving season, uh, how many of their players are legitimately going to be, you know, interested in, in putting their bodies on the line right before the NFL draft in, in a few months? Justin Fields is going to go out there and no play way. some exhibition game against Purdue? No. Absolutely not. <laughs> Get out of here. Uh, yeah. And so now not only did you lose the, the opportunity to make the college football playoff and to, to win a national championship – now you've got a handful, you know, possibly dozens of guys uh, who are contemplating sitting the season out. And so your your outlook on, on whatever whatever you want to call that the winter season, the Thanksgiving season, is drastically different than what it, what it should have been or what it could have been if, it were, if there was an October 10th start date. Yeah, it's just so hard to understand why they're so married to – Thanksgiving or later, other than obviously students leave the campus at Thanksgiving. That's I mean, it, in my opinion. I mean, it's got to be that. That's the only legitimate like argument anyone can make for that Thanksgiving start is is the the the, the bubble that mm. you know the student body would be <laughs> off campus. Because there's no difference between I mean, what if you can play in the end of November? Why can't you play? At the end of September or the well, or the middle of or the beginning of October. And did you guys know that they're voting in October to start the second semester now at UNL starting January twenty fifth? 
So you literally would have over Jeez. 60 days off. They're going to eliminate the Martin Luther King Day holiday. And then they're also because, you know, they'll start after Martin. Right, and right. then they're going to eliminate spring break, which eliminating spring break does make a lot of sense because you don't want people leaving. And you, you want everybody once they get to Lincoln to stay, stay in Lincoln. And then when they're done, exactly. get the heck out. Yeah. I mean, don't need a bunch of kids down in Padre. Or <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it, it, it from what you hear, like it student life sucks right now. I mean, like those kids, they can't I mean, there's nothing they can do. Yeah, when you can't party in Lincoln or any other like college town, there's there's not much there for. You. I'd be setting up. Like I know from experience, small town bus tours to bars or something. Exactly, anyway. exactly. So yeah, I mean, that's that's the only reasoning I can think behind it, and I guess it makes sense in some ways. The fact that you know you no longer have to walk that fine line of you know asking student athletes to do different things than the rest of the student population. Uh, you're also able to better manage them in in a controlled environment, AKA bubble scenario. But really, I mean, that's it because from a football standpoint, it makes zero sense. There's no point uh, in playing, you know, that late outside of the fact that you feel that it's quote unquote safer for your student athletes and you're able to maintain an aura of amateurism than you otherwise would if you try to make them do things that other students on your campus aren't being asked to do. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just, I'm, I'm fed up with this whole scenario and I'm once again frustrated that it seems like somebody dropped the ball or, or multiple people dropped the ball once again to try and get football off the ground for this fall. F- um, I mean, there was an opportunity to, to get something together and, and I don't know if that falls on Kevin Warren trying to, you know, sitting all the presidents down and, and, you know, trying to figure out, okay, what's your, what's your holdup or, or what are your issues what are you worried about uh, to try and get things going on October 10th? I mean, you even had uh, was the state of Michigan had several politicians and, and governors and speakers come forward and and you know let the basically told the Big Ten, hey, uh, you're making a big mistake here. And for for the leaders, you know, the the government leaders of the state of Michigan to come forth and say that after originally they were so against it. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's just n- none of it you know, continues to add up. This got botched so bad on the front end that it almost got to be unrepairable now where simply all that had to happen was we're going to delay the start of the season to September 26th. We're going to stay in a no padded 12 hour modified practice week until we get a better gauge of the virus, which by the way, now is at like its lowest point since early June, as far as hospitalizations and cases and percent positives, et cetera. I mean, we're basically back where it was pre-George Floyd uh, in that time when everyone's like, wow, Corona's gone. And then it came back. And so th- that's the frustrating thing. I, I get it. The University of Nebraska has averaged like 170 cases a week on campus, um, but that's going to probably tail back down again. I mean, the numbers show it's like a two to three week trend and then they go back down. And um, I think that's what UNL is trying to survive. But guys, um, we're going to I want to talk about Keyshawn Green leaving in our next segment and just the bad luck Nebraska's had in Florida. I bet Nate will have some really good insight just on the challenges of bringing these Florida kids up here, and especially when you don't have football. So uh, we wanted to weigh in on that next. You're listening here to the Husker Online Show.